Welcome to CPAC. Today in politics, it's Tuesday, March 28th. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Here are the big political stories we're talking about today. Lower-income Canadians can expect a bit of a break in today's federal budget. A big part of the budget will be focused on measures uh, to help Canadians in targeted ways. Uh, Groceries will certainly be part of it, but there's other things as well that we're going to continue to do to be there for Canadians. But will there be enough measures to keep the NDP on the government's side? It looks like one of the things we've asked for is going to be there. We still want to see confirmation of the dental care expansion to include seniors, people living with disabilities, and kids 18 and under. We really want this budget to save money for people, and that's something really important to us. And will this budget give the Liberals a boost and change the channel after weeks of being on the defensive over such issues as the impact of inflation and Chinese interference in Canada's elections? Joining us is Susan Delacourt, columnist for the Toronto Star. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Julie. And I'm so glad you're here. So you are going to always glad to be here. Yes, I'm going to you're going to help us untangle some of this uh, stuff we'll be watching for today. And, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about is for months, uh, the conservatives have been hammering Justin Trudeau, blaming him for inflation, even coining uh, the term just inflation coming from Pierre Poilievre. And maybe some of it has uh, has stuck, because if you look at the latest abacus poll, um, the Liberals are just not doing well on the whole topic of, of the economy. And um, e- even, you know, the, the Conservatives are 11 points ahead just on addressing the cost of living. Now, does there have to be something in this budget then, do you think, to help the Liberals turn this idea around that they're not helping people? I Oh, I think very definitely. I think for all kinds of reasons, that's what I'm going to be watching for in the budget today, because... Remember, the other thing that Pierre Polyev says all the time in in the House and beyond is Canada is broken. Mm-hmm. That, um, And it's that sense that Canada is broken that feeds populism, the kind that we see south of the border, that, uh, that gets in the way of all the optimism that Joe Biden talked about when he was in the House last week. So I think you're right. This is a huge, tall order for the Liberals to prove not just, uh, not just inflation, um, not not just that they can manage the economy, but they can reassure people as they were during the days of the pandemic, the good days of the pandemic, that the government had their backs. You remember that phrase? Yep, they yep. used to say that all the time. We mm-hmm. have your backs. Yep. I, think, I think you're going to see that as a theme today uh, in you know, they basically leaked this entire budget. I didn't get any of the leaks. I wasn't trying for them, though. But um, you see in the series of leaks that are all over the place how many different audiences they've had to try to address. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you're right. The, the, the audience they've got to satisfy is not Pierre Polyev or even Jagmeet Singh and the NDP. They've got to reassure Canadians that government's working for them. So one of the things that they've leaked is this so-called grocery rebate, which will be a top up to the GST rebate and and give some people 11 million Canadians anywhere from 200 to 500 dollars, I think, in a one time payment. Um, I mean, is that going to turn things around? I don't know. Um, I think it's probably a good idea. I'm sure the, the NDP seemed happy about it. They're so happy about it. They're claiming credit for it. So, uh I, I think that's going to be the shiny object in this. 
it's not universal. Remember, we talked last week about the idea mm-hmm. that this government now is not going to do everything for everybody anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. going to do it for. So I don't know the details yet of who gets it. I think we'll see that that today. But I, I I think the understanding is that if you got that GST rebate last time, they had this is an extension of of one they, they brought out in the fall. Um, you'd probably get it again. Yeah, so and you're you're right about Jagmeet Singh. He was talking about it on his way into question period yesterday, saying he was looking for something like this. But he also keeps saying, you know, he's getting a little tired of this deal and he wants to be prime minister, um, <laughs> uh, which is uh, interesting. Don't we all? Yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> not right now in my pajamas, but at some yeah. point. <laughs> um, uh, so, I mean, it's okay to blue sky to be prime minister, but it's one. It's, it's another thing to pull the plug. Uh, he's going to be looking for other things in here. And do you think there'll be enough for him? There will be enough for him because he doesn't want an election right now. And he knows more than that. He knows the country doesn't want an election right now. So I think we're going to see if they basically signaled this, there's going to be enough in here to satisfy the NDP on that. They're making progress toward dental care Mm -hmm. as they're contractually obliged to do under the, supply and confidence agreement and Jagmeet Singh in a podcast with uh, my colleague Althea Raj a couple of weeks ago said he doesn't expect that we're going to see pharmacare before the next election we're going to see legislation for pharmacare of some kind but we're not going to see so I think what they've the government's been signaling to everybody is there's big money going to health care in this the biggest money in this budget goes to health care which is the deals we already know with the provinces, plus all the things to satisfy the NDP. So I don't see Jagmeet Singh walking away from this one. I don't, mm. I, I, somebody close to the NDP a few weeks ago said to me, if the deal ends, it won't be what's in the deal. It's what's not in the deal. And uh-huh. that's, so that doesn't give me anything to, to look for. <laughs> Well, especially if pharmacare is not in the deal, just legislation, because right. he's often said, like, I, I need to see pharmacare, right? So right. I guess yeah. it depends how much of a peak he gets at pharmacare. It'll be enough of a peak or, yeah. or not, or the whole show, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, between the grocery tax credit, which mm-hmm. is now what we're calling mm-hmm. the GST, and the, um, and the spending on health, He's not going to get the reassurances he wants about private health care. That ship has sailed. So I, I think I think he'll probably say he's okay with it. The Conservatives, I, I'm going to predict this. I'm going to go out on a limb. They're going to hate this budget. I'm just no. going to say, really? Yeah. I, I believe they're... How can they're, that be? How can that be? <laughs> they're, going, they're going to say it's the government trying to solve problems that it started and that... Uh, Canadians would be a lot better off with a conservative government. That's just my guess. Right. That's my guess. But that they also like to point out, which is happening on April 1st, that the tax on alcohol goes up 6.3%. So that's... not only has Justin Trudeau put you over the edge, but you can't even afford a drink. That's, right? That's, that's right. Yes. Right. Yeah. They're, uh, April 1st, uh, the, 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 some of the tax, the scheduled tax increases are, that will be, that will be discussed today and definitely next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now, Christia Freeland, uh, you know, it's always interesting to try to see the 
polar opposites happening. One, she talks about being compassionate. Two, she talks about being fiscally responsible. Is that just um, kind of an aspirational notion here? Well, it's what everybody, you know, when I remember when I first got, uh, got to Ottawa, somebody told me, if you put not in front of it, you don't have a strategy, you have a platitude. So in other words, we are not going to work for world peace. Sounds ridiculous. So if Christopher Freeland's basically saying what her job is, she's got to, she's got to be generous, but she's got to be um, careful about money too. That's Mm -hmm. the job of a finance minister. So I'm, I'm not surprised she's saying that. I think the devil's in the details. Especially when you have these big ticket items that, um, you know, in terms of the transition to green energy, we, you know, there's supposed to be some kind of tax credit for yeah. people who are heading in that direction for, you know, that's going to be billions of dollars right there. And she's been signaling why they need to do that. That is, that's another audience. That's the United States. That's Joe Biden here and Joe Biden with the inflation uh, or IRA uh his inflation uh, reduction act which is yeah. no yes. yeah he has been laying in place a whole system there that's going to be very hard for canada to compete with mm-hmm. and she has been saying to various audiences when i spend i've got to spend it on this otherwise the united states is going to leave us behind we're going to get left behind in this moment mm-hmm. now he said all kinds of good things last week when he was in the house about Canada being a partner and a friend and he was always going to look out for Canada, but there is real worry in the, especially in the energy sector that what Joe Biden is putting in place in the United States is going to be very hard for Canada to compete with. So she's, uh, she's been spending a lot of time thinking and talking about that too. And that's, that's again, one of the big ticket items, as you said. So I guess we'll we'll see if there's any super big surprise like getting rid of the penny, you know. That's right. We some, love those right. shiny shiny objects. The shiny objects, but as far as we know, there is no getting rid of the penny thing because it's already happened, unless they think of something new. So, um, yeah. so you're off to the lockup. So I understand there's no food in there. So bring your little well, <laughs> Fred Flintstone lunchbox with your That's tootsie right. rolls in it. That's right. Snacks for the bureau. Yeah. <laughs> This is the only time you see Ottawa reporters voluntarily uh, giving up the idea of communicating with the, the outside world. So um, they don't yeah. do it voluntarily. I've seen a lot of sobbing at the desk yes, as, they, as right. we turn in our phones. Oh, and the, the but the reunion with the phone is so lovely. I yes, know you kiss it, you, <laughs> like the Pope kissing the ground when he gets off the plane. Exactly. Anyway, so have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. That's Susan Delacourt, columnist for the Toronto Star. A big part of the budget will be focused on measures uh, to help Canadians in targeted ways. Now, let's take a look at what political columnists, commentators, and editorialists are saying today. In the Globe and Mail, Robert Asseline considers how Canada can overcome the challenges facing its economy. He writes, as we approach the release of the federal budget, Canada is facing powerful challenges that require a coherent economic and fiscal strategy from the government. Targeted policy design and execution are paramount. We need to mobilize our human capital, create a modern science and technology architecture, build proper transmission channels of public R&D to industry, and create a regulatory and tax environment conducive to capital formation. 
In the current circumstance, the worst policy decision would be to take the easy road of spreading subsidies across sectors and all regions of the country. Getting to the right policy outcomes is more important than political expediency. Addressing these challenges will require policy work that will go well beyond one budget. In the Toronto Star, Stephen Kassab argues that we need a housing revolution. He writes, less housing stocks, higher prices. The marketplace and our elected officials all knew this would happen. Why won't governments put their hands into building affordable rental units? They have the funds and the regulations to make sure these units are made appropriately and in a timely manner. But the power of the real estate and developers' lobbies will always sway our elected officials. Only the average Canadian can force this issue before politicians. Housing and shelter are human rights. So get off your couch and gather with like-minded neighbours to demand real affordable housing. Now here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will chair the Cabinet meeting and attend the budget speech. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland will attend the Cabinet meeting before holding an embargoed press conference. She will then present Budget 2023 in the House of Commons. And Conservative leader Pierre Poilievre will hold a press conference in response to the budget. That's CPAC today in politics for Tuesday, March 28th. Tune in to Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.